Hey, Penny Droppers. It is Penny Terry here, appropriately dropping in to your feed for the last time this year. And I've got a big topic to cover, so I'm going to cover it through a short story. It's kind of my thing. You might know that I was a radio presenter on the ABC here in Australia for about 10 years. If you're outside Australia, the ABC is our public broadcaster. And when I first started on air, I was 25 at the time and my average age audience was about 55 and skewed male. And after my first week on the radio, I'll never forget it, I had to sit down with one of my managers and do a thing that we call an air check, which is where you listen back to a show and you talk about what went well, what could have been better. (laughs) It's a pretty uncomfortable thing to do. We were sitting in uh, the producer's booth, which is a red soundproof room. We'd opened up the audio and we were getting ready to listen back. But before we even started, I remember my manager saying, Penny, you need to learn how to be yourself on the radio. And I was like, what? I am being myself. And then we listened back. I remember at one point hearing myself saying, Well, obviously, when we're talking about planning policy in Tasmania, what we know is (laughs) I was 25. There was nothing obvious to me about planning policy. Still isn't. And as we continued to listen, I kept saying things like that, like little lines that didn't sound anything like me, but like I was trying to make myself sound like I knew more than I really did. I wonder if I was trying to make myself sound older and wiser for my older audience at the time. And then there were other times where I think unconsciously I was saying words that I'd heard other presenters say, like the exact words that I'd never said ever before in my life. Now, I know this isn't a unique problem, especially not in the media world, but I don't think it's unique anywhere. And I wonder if You can relate to this. If you've ever caught yourself speaking in public and saying something out loud that you would never usually say, but you sort of felt like it was appropriate for that moment at the time, maybe you'd heard someone else say these words before. I hear it with my clients all the time. I even see them write the words down. And so after this air check, I went on a bit of a deep dive for 10 years, trying to work out how to be me in public so that I wouldn't be influenced by expectation, which is harder than it sounds. So I went looking for inspiration and I found that famous quote from Oscar Wilde, be yourself, everyone else is taken. (laughs) Good on you, Oscar. You're Oscar Wilde. I was not. Didn't work for me, so I kept looking. I remember reading a lot about authenticity and there was some good research, but mostly I remember just getting annoyed because it seemed to me that the word authenticity had been hijacked. I just didn't believe that to be authentic, I'd have to overshare or be really vulnerable or just be me and everyone else would have to deal. I mean, I I swear a lot. (laughs) That wasn't going to work on the radio. I'd lose my job. So I kept looking. And while I was looking, I was still going to work. And on my way to work, I used to walk past this little green, dusty green weatherboard house. 
and I noticed it started going through a bit of a transformation. It was this beautiful old weatherboard home, very Tasmanian-like. It was on a block that was almost too big for it. The lawns were never mowed. It had one of those short sort of squat fences with the concrete posts and the wrought iron lattice connecting them together. And then along with that, it had a concrete block path that led up to the front door. And I just remember that on each side of the path, there were the most beautiful roses. They were all different colours, pink, purple, bright red, yellow, and they just were looked after so well. And I remember thinking at the time that there must have been an older lady who lived there and she wasn't strong enough to push the mower, but she could look after these roses and she did it meticulously. And then one day I walked past and the tradies had moved in. The first thing that happened is that the back block was subdivided off. And then the next thing was that that short squat fence became a big, tall, six-foot fence. And as the weeks went past, this transformation started to happen. Eventually, the red, rusty roof became grey, no doubt monument grey, and then this dusty greenhouse became white. And to be honest, it was looking pretty schmick, looking a million bucks. The next day I walked past, the roses had been pulled out. They were just lying dead on the lawn. And it wasn't until that moment that I realised this person, who I'd imagine lived there, must have died or moved on. I reckon we're all in danger of being this little greenhouse. When we're speaking in public or we're having important conversations, it's so easy to just become what we know people like or expect. And look, by all means, spruce yourself up, make yourself look and feel a million bucks. But whatever you do, don't pull out your roses. Because they're the things that make you you. And without them... You just look and sound like every other house on the street and not like you. So after watching this transformation, I did some work and I'm still doing work on really understanding what my roses are. I call them our authenticity markers. Yep. I took the word back and I took it back because I remember reading about the ancient Chinese spiritual tradition of Taoism. And I really love the way they talk about authentic people. And they talk about them as being the watercourse way. So it's this idea that you'll always be water, but you might need to bend and change to make sure you can successfully get down the watercourse. And I love that. I think knowing what makes you water is a bit the same as knowing what your roses are or your authenticity markers. I think there are three things that we can do to work them out so that we know what to hang on to so we can be ourselves when we're speaking in public. The first one, we can be aware of how others see us. How do people describe you? Everything from what you wear to your hair, the bald guy with the beard, the lady with the blonde bob, (laughs) you always do it, to your flair. And how can you influence that? The second one, We can be aware of how others experience our thinking. So I think this is your communication style. What are your mannerisms? I say as I use my hand in a circle to say the word mannerisms. (laughs) What's your momentum? And what's your communication mojo? And finally, we can be aware of how we make others feel. 
Now, often this is the role that you're playing in that moment. Are you the advisor? Are you the joker? Are you the listener? Are you the motivator? What's your role and how does that make people feel? When we work all of that out, and look, it's an ongoing job that I'm still doing, I reckon it helps us feel confident to plant our roses out the front and look after them meticulously. So there's some good fodder in that for long walks along the beach in Australia over the summer break. Just before I go, if you'd like to give me a present this year, I would love it if you could go into Apple Podcasts. And if you think it's worth it, give this podcast five stars and a review. It helps other people find their way here and also gives me a little bit of that external validation that I'm looking for. I have really loved chatting with you on The Penny Drop this year and I'm looking forward to chatting with you more in the new year. I'll talk to you then.